In this series from Advanced Biblical Foundations, the Kingdom of God provides believers with an understanding on how to cooperate with God's kingdom while on earth. Welcome to our series on the Kingdom of God. This is part nine. This is actually going to be the last one that we're doing in this particular series. It's certainly not exhaustive of everything about the Kingdom of God. It's just basically an introduction to get us thinking and understanding that we have to change the way we think to understand the kingdom. It's here. It's at hand. So we've walked through the, basically the, the beginning part of Matthew. We've gone all the way through Matthew 18. But you sort of walked through and looked at the various passages that we're, that we're dealing with. And it's just, there's so much there. This was Jesus' primary teaching. And I just want us to, to sort of end with it was always people are saying, well, okay, well, what is it? Well, it's his rule and reign. It's, he is the king of his kingdom. He is the king eternal. He is the king of kings, the Lord of lords. He's ruling and reigning now. How? Through his church, through people, through people who have a revelation of who he is, people who are representing him on earth. That's us, if you're a believer, and believe and again, continually repent and change the way you think. Because we've been raised up in this world in what's the natural, the flesh realm, and it's, the kingdom is different. It's spiritual. It is a different way of thinking. We have to think differently. So I hope you've enjoyed the series. And I want to, um, to finish the series, this, this part, by going to Romans Chapter 14, verse 17. little difference here. People always want to know, what is the kingdom? Well, he tells us here, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> wow. Well, what he's saying here is just real simple. Listen, the kingdom of God is not natural. It's not fleshly. It's not the things in this world but it is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So I want to talk about that. We've talked about the kingdom. What is it? The rule and reign of God. It's His rule and reign, and He prays for us to, for it to come here on earth as it is in heaven. So now He's telling us, okay, there are some components of this. The kingdom of God is not natural things, but righteousness. So let's take righteousness first. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says he became sin with our sinfulness so we could be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Um, righteousness. What does that mean? It means right standing with him. Now this is such a hugely important issue. This is not something talking about our righteousness, but what we do that's, that's right. We're talking about what he did that is right. Turn, if you will, to Romans chapter 3. Uh, Paul, who wrote Romans, uh, tells us a lot of things about the kingdom and about righteousness. This is verse 21. But now the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Now, remember, he was, when he was transfigured, he was transfigured, you know, Peter saw Moses and Elijah. Uh, he saw the law and the prophets. So the righteousness of God, apart from this, was revealed. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe, for there is no difference. 
For all of sin falls short of the glory of God. Previously in, a, in verse 10 there he says, there are none righteous, none, period, no one. So we sin, all of sin and falls short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, God has passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness that he might be the just and the justifier, the one who has faith in Jesus. Now, I'm sure you read that often and really easy to understand. The bottom line is what he's saying here is that it was all God who chose to forgive us a debt we couldn't pay. That's what we, the last session, remember we talked about Matthew 18. The example he gave is that this servant owed a debt they couldn't pay. That servant, that's us. We couldn't pay it. Impossible. So Paul is making it very clear. It's not based on what you do. It's based on what he did, past tense. So I don't have to do something to be righteous. He doesn't, I'm not saying we don't, live righteous. I'm just saying that I can't make myself righteous in relationship to God. It's impossible. So he did it. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. So I have to believe that I've been made righteous. Now that's, that's a huge statement. You know, because again, we get caught up in this, we're performance oriented. We, you know, well, you know, you don't know what I did. You don't know what's been done to me. You don't know how, oh, you know, my gosh, you know, if you only knew what I thought or if you knew this or that, that's the problem. It's not about you. It's all about him. And when you understand the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, that, that he literally, what happened? He became the propitiation by and through faith to demonstrate his righteousness. The propitiation means that he paid the price that we owed. The debt we owed, he paid it. And I go, well, well, I mean, I didn't do anything. No, you didn't. The only way we can get this righteousness is that you have to believe that Jesus did what he said that he did. That God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son. And Jesus went to the cross and died our death and redeemed our life and made us righteous. Wow. You're talking about, that's the gospel. That, talking about good news. That's good news. He forgave us. He passed over the sins that, had passed, that they previously committed. To demonstrate at the present time. When's that? It's right now. Right now. As you're hearing this, right now, this present time, his righteousness, that he might be the just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. So here's the point. First position, he says the kingdom of God is this. It's right relationship with the king. That's what the kingdom of God is. It's relational. Everything is about a relationship. It starts with a relationship with the king. It's not something... <clears throat> out there in a fluffy deal. No, it's practical. It's a relationship with the king. So why? This should cause us to live differently. I'm in relationship with the king. I've been forgiven. 
My life has been redeemed. I've been justified as if I'd never sinned. And that's why we can come boldly to the throne of grace to receive grace and mercy in time of need. Why? Because Jesus, the justifier, is our intercessor standing there, our intermediary. The Father sees him, doesn't see us. He doesn't see our weaknesses and fallacies. He sees, because if we have faith in Jesus, faith that we've been made righteous, wow, I have right standing with the Father. Isn't that amazing? Now, this is huge. You want to walk in the kingdom? You've got to receive this gift of righteousness. It's not based on your performance. It's not based on your works. It's based on His. So first and foremost, you've got to get that settled. If you understand that you were made righteous, not because you perform to be righteous. He made you righteous. When He sees you, He sees the blood of Jesus, and He sees you completely washed and forgiven. Wow, that is phenomenal news. He made us righteous. So the, the kingdom of God is right standing with Him. Now, here's an interesting verse. This is... Uh, well, I won't go there just yet. Just a second. Peace and joy, this is what is a byproduct of righteousness. When I'm in right standing with the, with the Lord, do you realize that He is peace? He is Jehovah Shalom. He is the God of peace. He is referred to in Isaiah 9, the Prince of Peace. He says, look, I give you peace. John 16, It's not the peace that the world gives. It's not like that. Uh, it's my peace. Jesus is the most peaceful person there ever possibly could be. He said, now in the world, you're going to have tribulation, but in me, you have peace. So peace, real peace, is not the absence of problems. Peace is a person. And what righteousness does is it, it makes sure we understand that we're rightly related to the Prince of Peace, who has all peace, and therefore in the midst of any storm that's going on, remember the, the Jesus in the boat? And these are professional sailors out there. These are professional people. They've been on the water for years. They think they're going to die. They wake him up and say, don't you care that we perish? He goes, hey guys, listen, you have little faith. Rebuke the sea. He was asleep in the midst of a storm. That's, we can live that way too. I'm not saying there aren't problems. I'm not saying there aren't storms. But we can live that way. We can live in Him. We have peace. Peace. He is our peace. And we can have that peace. Isaiah 9, 7 says, The increase of His government and peace, there will be no end. Well, that's a little key. The more that His rule and reign, His kingdom, His government is ruling in our life, the more peace you'll have. The more you understand that I am re rightly related to the king, not because of what I did, but because of what he did, the fruit of that is going to be peace and joy, and, and it, it's going to continue to increase the more that I relate to the king and allow his rule and reign to come into my life. Obviously, it's the same thing coming into all aspects of life. It's every every part of his government. Once I allow his rule and reign to come into my life, it's going to continue to increase and increase righteousness because I've been made righteous. I have right standing with him. What it increases is peace. It increases joy. 
And this is what he wants us to do. You know, it's just amazing because when his government, his kingdom is working in our life, it's the true order. In this world, living in the natural things, things are out of order. That's why we have to repent to change the way we think for the kingdom of heaven's at hand. It's here now. I can enter into it and begin to live according to his rule and reign right now. I don't have to wait to go to heaven. So my point is, is that, look, we've got peace because he is the, he is the prince of peace. Now, where I was going to go earlier is Isaiah. And uh, it's Isaiah 32. This is the passage that I have always enjoyed and uh, actually had sort of forgot about it to the other day. And I was looking for it. Isaiah 32, verse 17. It says, The work of righteousness will be peace, and the effect of righteousness, quietness, and assurance forever. Now, that's one you ought to stick on your refrigerator. Because what he's saying here is that the work of righteousness, again, remember, please hear me, it's not your righteousness, it's his righteousness. The work of his righteousness embracing the fullness that I've been made righteous, I've been forgiven completely and made righteous, the fruit of that is peace. I'm going to have peace. I'm just going to like, wow, thank you, Jesus. You have given me peace. And the effect of this righteousness is going to be quietness, which can be the root word is rest, and assurance forever. The word assurance, the root word for that is security or safety. That good? Wow. So when you understand that the kingdom of God is not natural things, it is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Now, you can go back to, uh, go back with me to John chapter 15. Because Jesus mentioned a number of times, not only peace, but also the whole issue of joy. And this is in John chapter 15, verse 11. These things I've spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that you shall, and that your joy may be full. Isn't that amazing? He wants us to have joy. It's his joy. Why? Because he's already overcome everything. He's already defeated the enemy. He is absolutely on the throne waiting to his enemy's made his footstool. We, they're, they're, he's not there wringing his hands going, oh my gosh, I hope you make it. No, he's saying, look, my kingdom is here. It's at hand. And this kingdom is ruling and reigning now. And when you enter into my kingdom, I have made you righteous because of what I've done. And the fruit of the right standing with me is peace and joy. Wow. So the kingdom of God, how then is this, what are we talking about here? Well, the truth is, is that when we, when we understand his kingdom and we start living according to his kingdom, we understand that we've been made righteous and peace and joy rule in our life. So when that happens, you realize that I'm going to start living differently. I'm going to start, I'm going to start seeing things differently than the way I've seen things when I was not in the kingdom. I'm starting to view things in a different perspective. The king is on the throne. Jesus is ruling and reigning now. He's not going to have some victory down the road. He had the greatest victory of all time at the cross. He defeated the enemy. 
He completely destroyed the works of the devil, and he has set me free for those who will believe. Wow, why not have peace and joy? Now, let me ask you a question. Who do you want to be around? You want to be around somebody that's walking in the righteousness of God, rightly related to God, and the fruit is peace and joy? Don't you want to be around people like that? Don't you want to be around people that are constantly, the peace of God is in their life and the joy of the Lord is their strength. And you just recognize that, you know, no storm's going to come. Nothing's going to knock them off because they're not based upon, they're not, life is not based upon this world. It's based upon Jesus. It's based upon his kingdom is ruling and reigning now. I mean, who wants to be around people that are negative and fearful? Who wants to be around people that are constantly reciting the bad things that are going on. I, I'm, not being, I'm not talking about being naive. I'm not talking about denying that things are happening. I'm just talking about, I want to live according to the kingdom. Now, how is this administrated? Well, it's administrated by the Holy Spirit. That's why we have to be filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that causes all of this to become real. It's the Holy Spirit that we cry out, Daddy, Abba. It's the Spirit that bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God. It's the Holy Spirit that is working all the time here. Remember, Jesus said, it's to your advantage that I go away. For if I don't go away, the Holy Spirit, the Helper, won't come. But if I go, I will send Him to you, and He will dwell in you. And, then, and He's here now. See, I've not left you as an orphan. And so it's the Holy Spirit's work to help us to really understand the kingdom and to walk in the power of the kingdom walk in right relationship with king, and then the fruit of that is peace and joy. That's what the kingdom is. So we're, yes, we're supposed to represent the king. And yes, we're supposed to be a his living organism on the earth. <clears throat> but the truth is, we can do it in peace and joy. <clears throat> Excuse me. We don't have to be, oh my gosh, I have to do this. No, no, we, we should have the peace of God, the joy of the Lord. Do you realize that wherever we go, that's what we should be doing? We should be releasing peace and joy. We should be change agents. We should be able to go into whatever place and we're light and salt. We should let our light so shine, not shine the light, let our light so shine that men will see our good works and glorify their Father in heaven. That's what he's called us to do. Be changed yourself. Be converted. Be born again. Be filled with the Spirit. Receive the righteousness of faith and say, yes, Lord, thank you for forgiving my sin and making me righteous and, and causing me to live in relationship with you and let peace and joy that's administered by the Holy Spirit help me every day to live in that way. That's what God is wanting to do. So, let me just sum all this up. The kingdom of God is not just some teaching, but it is the practical expression of Jesus' life. That's what he wants us to live. It's not about a teaching. It's not about we've got to get something. No, he, he wants us to live like he lived. He wants us to do what he did. We can do that as we are continually living relationship with him. And the fruit of that is peace and joy. See, the kingdom of God is not about natural things. It's about right standing with the king and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So let me, let me close out our whole session 
um, and this, not only this session, but really close out our whole series with, have you fully, completely embraced the Holy Spirit? Because He's the one who administrates all this. Have you embraced His righteousness? It's a gift. It, you, you have to believe that you've been made righteous. Have you, and are you, walking in His peace and joy? Remember, Peace and joy is the fruit of right standing with Father. The work of righteousness will be peace. The effect of righteousness will be that safety and security forever. Let's pray. Lord, we love you and we bless you and we thank you that you have given to us everything that we need, everything that pertains to life and godliness, and we are so blessed. I pray, Lord, that everyone that watches this and that will fully embrace you. They not only will receive you as their Lord and Savior, but they would receive you, Holy Spirit, the empowering presence of the living God. Right now, just ask, ask him to fill you. Lord, we need you. We need your power. We need your presence. Help us to understand that we have were made righteous. It's not based upon our effort. It's not based upon our work. It's your work. You made us righteous. And help us, Lord, to, to recognize that peace and joy is, is a byproduct of that relationship. Don't, Lord, you're the Prince of Peace. You're full of joy. Help us to be peace people and help us to walk in peace. Help us to be filled with your joy. Help us to be a people that, that express your kingdom everywhere we go. And we just say, come Holy Spirit and fill us to overflowing. Help us to be a people that really live out the kingdom. Help us to be a people that express your kingdom and let peace and joy consume us. Lord, we love you. We bless you. We thank you that you've called us for a time such as this. And I pray, Lord, you'd help every person that goes through this series. And Lord, you'd help us to really be embracing you, but we'd embrace your kingdom. We'd change the way we think, that we'd fully recognize that your rule and reign is here now. The Lord, we love you. We bless you. Thank you for making us righteous. Thank you for allowing us to enjoy your peace and your joy in the Holy Spirit. And we love you and we bless you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining me on this a series on the kingdom. I pray that, as I said earlier, it's just a um, certainly not uh, exhaustive. There's so much to be said, but I hope it will stir something in you. And I uh, just thank you again for joining. I encourage you, don't just listen to it one time. Go back, do your own personal study, and ask the Holy Spirit to really guide you and direct you in the truth. God bless you. Thank you for joining me. We hope you enjoyed this timely message. Pastor Terry and Susan Moore had a life-changing encounter with the Lord in August of 1982. They opened their home to build a Bible study, which turned into Sojourn Church, now located in Carrollton, Texas. They've never been the same and hope you connect with Christ in the same way. For more, connect to advancedbiblicalfoundations.org.